everyone. Thanks for listening to the USL show brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network of Podcasts, which we are very proud to be a part of. Uh, definitely check the whole network out at bgn.fm as well as on Twitter at the bgnfm. Uh, I am Evan Valala, as always, your host. Joined sometimes by my soccer colleagues, sometimes my soccer acquaintances, but they're always my soccer friends. And for the next hour or so, I'll be your moderator, host, or maybe even your facilitator of a discussion of the year ahead for some Eastern Conference teams. And uh, we'll do it this way. We'll do it by, I guess, seniority. So uh, joining me this week, uh, he is softer than a down pillow. He only travels in flocks. He is the Bernie Sanders of the United Soccer League. It is Goose. Hello. Welcome back, man. How have you been? How are things? I've been really good. We've actually got... I think half a roster now. So yeah. a little more. And we have a signing for tomorrow too. Hey, good man. Good man. Things are looking up. I, I also failed to mention that you've, you've in fact started a podcast since we last had you on the show. And I didn't mention that it was called talking jacks, which might be beneficial to get people to go and listen to that. So there's your, there's Wallace your plug. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, it's, it's the guy from unused subs who looks good with a hat on. Uh, it's Mr. No Gimmicks Needed, Matt Cox. Matt, welcome. Uh, good evening. How's it going? I'm, I'm all right. How are you? Uh, apparently, I need to be wearing a hat. It's okay. We'll see. But no, see, now you ruined it because people didn't know you didn't have one on. No. You know, and it was gonna. We were just gonna go off of the off of the Twitter picture. It would have been great. It would have been great. Yeah, I've got a hat made for radio, and it's just not working tonight. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's true. Uh, and then finally, representing the reigning and defending USL champions and the current holders of the USL Eastern Conference title belt from the Barrel Proof... Oh, boy. This is going to be a fun night if that's how I'm going already. From the Barrel Proof podcast and the president of the Louisville Coopers supporters group, Tom Farmer. How's it going, Tom? It's going pretty good. Yeah, you've had a little bit too much of that Barrel Proof already. I like that. I, well, I haven't had enough is the problem. Um, <laughs> that's the way we do things, though. Thanks yeah, for having yeah. me on. Thanks for, uh, thanks for being on. I, I love it when things come together last minute, as they tend to do. And that that's is... my uh, style. I just got to... <laughs> That is what happened again. Um, so, so gentlemen, this is a show that covers the United Soccer League as a whole. Uh, what's what's nice is that we've been kind of breaking things up recently, so that way we can kind of get everybody on the show. But that being said, there is a uh, there's a USL Division Three, and I felt bad because I didn't say anything about it. But they announced their first team, and it is in fact Georgia Tormenta FC, um, who, if nothing else, seem like a, a really solid. PDL team, and I'm I'm very excited to see what they'll bring to D3, and I'm sure there's going to be tons more announcements. But if anyone has any other thoughts on that one, I know it's super early and everything. But I'm just excited from the Louisville standpoint. We've got a great PDL team here in the Derby City Rovers, and in fact, uh, one of the Coopers, Derek Davis, just got named their general manager. So lots of excitement on that end. So hopefully things play out for them as well. Cool, cool. I'm just where does what. I don't. I don't know the name. I I have stories I could tell about being in Statesboro where they're located, but I have no idea where the the name comes from. Is there anyone know the? the... Ooh, that is that is a good question. I it, off the top of my head, I don't. I just know it's a really good name. I guess sounds. The... Well, I like <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say uh, at least the name of the town. Uh, apparently, it was a city state during the Civil War, much like Athens. But uh, as far as Tormenta, no. I wish I could help you out too. It is uh, a very cool name. The only warning I'll throw out there about Statesboro, yeah. at least the last time I went there, uh, it was a dry, it's a dry county. So if you're going to have to make runs to the border, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was shot at the time I was there. So good to know. it was good. To know. Good to know. 
uh yeah but no definitely definitely awesome to see that whole um league kind of take shape and i'm actually i'm really excited that those guys have, have taken notice and have kind of you know involved the show and all their announcements and everything so so appreciate it aaron keep doing keep doing you friend keep working that soundboard um from there let's see other news that we missed last week uh the former harrisburg city islander is now penn fc which is a name indicating that they represent the entire state of pennsylvania but there's two other teams in the yeah. state uh announced some staff changes and that the president and ceo of rush soccer is now their general manager and they've moved uh bill betcher the only head coach in, in harrisburg city islanders slash penn fc history to uh like a technical advisor role and they are coachless currently um is this like the old pope you know like the one pope's living in the castle in the back room or whatever and they yes the new pope? Okay. i i think that's literally what it's going to be because you know for for as much as russia's ceo or and president probably knows about academy soccer he's never done anything at a professional level um and for what it's worth you know bill betcher has uh, you know, he has a pretty good track record as a coach. So I'm sure he's going to be the guy pulling the strings and then it'll be basically a shadow organization in front of him. Um, that being said, not having a coach in February almost is very strange. Yeah, that might be a problem. <laughs> they might <laughs> want to get on that. Um, I don't know, Matt and Ben, I don't know if you guys have any other thoughts on that one other than that's bad. Um, or I don't even know who you can get at this point, really. Um, but I, I would assume it's someone with a rush soccer background would be my, my only guess. Yeah. It, uh, it's, I don't know. It looks like this whole thing is like, it sounded like a kind of interesting experiment at first, but the more this goes on the more, it's kind of like, uh, uh, it, the train wreck we were hoping it weren't, but probably had <laughs> not to expect. <laughs> yeah. 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 Business as usual. Yeah. yeah. Feels like the bar is really low. Yeah. expectations for them at this point and i feel that it's weird that they've signed players that don't have a coach i thought I, normally i think you'd want to get a coach yeah. before players but i, I don't know what if my, yeah i don't know that is uh, that's a i didn't even think about that actually that's a really good point because you know a lot of times as as we all know but, but for people that might not you know usually a coach has if not the final say one of the final says and who they bring in as a team and now this guy kind of has a couple players that you know, are, are returning and, and have kind of been thrust upon him and we don't even know who it is. It's all very bizarre. Um, and, you know, hopefully it'll work out, but I don't, I don't know. It'll be strange for sure. It's, uh, it's kind of like someone uh, read everyone complaining about B teams and uh, affiliates and said, hold my beer. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Right. And then, uh, and then the other, the, the, Maybe the biggest news coming out of, of this week is that Indy 11 is going to play most of, if not all of their games at Lucas Oil Stadium this season, which, uh, you know, obviously they were angling for. I talked to, to Aaron Gunyan um, out in Indy last week, and he said that was a big thing, and, and they were really hoping they got it. And they got it, and they get to open against, uh, you know, Cincinnati, who travel well. So that should be a, a hell of an environment for sure um, in the end of March. Yeah, and then uh, we head up there on May 5th on Kentucky Derby Day, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. So we'll be in Indianapolis for that. Uh, I, I did have some bants on the tweets with uh, folks, <laughs> folks from Cincinnati because uh, the seating arrangement there is that the supporters are 
in the opposite end zone in the far corner. So it's going to mm. be a little bit, uh, somebody, uh, I think, uh, I can't remember which SG it was said they would set us up a TV so we could watch the Derby too. I was like, all right, that's that works for me. Yeah, I'm good. That's fine. You can just throw it on the jumbotron overhead and you just kind of peek up every few minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like in every NFL game I've been to where you end up watching the game on the jumbotron mm. instead of on the field. So. Just mm. flip it and you know, throw it all over there and mm. go. But we're excited. Uh, I mean, uh, I've been to Lucas Oil for a couple NFL Colts games, uh, and uh, it's a really, really great place just to see how things fill out. Yeah. Ben, any any thoughts on that one other than it's another big old venue for USL to play in? And if I told a lot of people that it would happen two years ago, you'd probably look at me funny. I, I'm just curious. Because I know. It, I think it's exciting. Yeah. I, I think it'll be. It, it's got pretty cool, but I, I haven't read a ton of it. Like, are they going to be able to have smoke and the kind of the stuff they're used to having uh, IUPUI there? Or? That's a big TBD as far as we know. Uh, but uh, yeah. I said I said we would die on that hill with them because even though we can't bring it as traveling supporters, uh, you know, it's still it's something that's a big part of the atmosphere, so we want to make sure they get that. But we'll see. I hope it works out for them. Yep. And then uh, we have some player signings. Ben, we'll start with you because it's one of your boys. Mm. Yeah, it was uh, a long time coming at this point because we've heard rumors that um, <clears throat> Lewis Hilton, who we're referring to, was going to get signed by St. Louis. This is like two, three months ago at this point. Mm. Uh, but it finally happened. Um, we uh, we lost our Englishman to midfielder, uh, which luckily the same day we signed another guy, which I think we're going to talk about later. But, but yeah, we're losing a really good player in Lewis Hilton. Um, he's super energetic. He can – and, and run the full 90, uh, I mean, it, it's going to be hard to replace him, uh, especially since we we already lost our other or two other midfielders, now that I think about it, um, being Callum Ross and Marcus Davidson. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see who we replace him with as far as comparable talents and things like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but St. Louis is getting a very good player. Yeah, That's yeah. Out West, so we don't have to see another one of our former <laughs> players. Right. Come yeah, to yeah. Town, um, which is good. When I saw that, uh, I, I went, uh, you know, what the heck's going on at Young Harris down in Georgia? That place is crazy. Uh, three of our products came out of Young Harris, uh, mm-hmm. but that place is producing guys all over the USL. It's an amazing college, apparently. Uh, we play them just because of that relationship we have with them through our players. Uh, we play them in one of our preseason friendlies, so we'll see how things work out there. Yeah, definitely not a guy. I am. Uh, I'm sad to see switch conferences. <laughs> um, I, I one of those guys where you know Ben, like you said, he just kind of never stops, and you get kind of tired of watching him not stop. And as you know, someone like myself who's kind of out of shape, you just go, "Can you can you please stop making me feel terrible about myself?" <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, it makes me wonder where he gets it from, but passion for the game, I guess you could say. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. And then, uh, what, uh, hey Matt, one of one of your uh, one of your folks signed a, a new deal or, or for a first time deal. Yeah, I'm not going to try to say his name. Yeah, I know. Uh, I already I've already mangled some of the other ones, so I'm going to hear this one first before I go after it. Uh, and this one came out kind of out of the blue. Like we usually have gotten a heads up, like maybe a day or two before they're going to announce something uh, for some of these guys. And uh, this one, I, I like. I just happened to be checking Twitter. Uh, 
I'll say it in the middle of class. I'm that kind of teacher. Um, <laughs> was popped up. I was like, oh, well, that's interesting. Uh, it's kind of in line with the, uh, the the guys we've been bringing in this year, kind of younger, uh, 25 and under kind of guys. Uh, not as experienced. I think he's got had two years with Real Salt Lake, but they've had a pretty good two years out there. Uh, and I honestly, I don't know a, a ton about him because I didn't didn't watch much of the West last year, and we were still in NASL two years ago. So, mm. uh, but we're, we've got some depth at the back now, and some some guys. You know, he's uh, we signed one of his uh, his his line mates, I guess you could call him, uh, earlier in the off season. So we're bringing in some guys that already have some chemistry and some experience together either as uh, starters or depth. So it's, uh, it's uh, I think we're about done right now with signings. Mm-hmm. I know that they're planning on going uh, small in the roster like we did last year. See whether or not that's a good idea or not. Uh, but I, I, from what I read, I like the move, but you always like it when you read about it at first. Tom, anything on, uh, on either of the previously mentioned gentlemen other than the, uh, the college connection there? Uh, no, not on them. I was just going to throw out today who just broke uh, for us that uh, Mark Anthony Kay's heading over to Los Angeles uh, to yeah. play in the MLS. So that's our yeah. big thing going on right now. We have a we have a Twitter question in a hot minute about that uh, from from one of your guys, matter of fact. So yeah. that'll be a, we will we will get to that when we get there. Um, and then Ben, you guys, uh, I think you you kind of mentioned it, you mentioned we bring it up again, and here it is. Uh, come on, George. Signs yeah. for you guys. So that's that's a uh, not a name a lot of people know, but it's a, it's an interesting one nonetheless. Yeah, it's really exciting because, uh, like I previously mentioned, we since we knew we were losing Hilton officially, uh, we didn't have really any midfielders as far as central midfielders go, and um, losing June Marquis Davidson to retirement uh, was a going to be a pretty big setback. I felt like because he was one of the unheralded players. Uh, from last year, I mean, he had, I think I was looking at it, he had 91% pass completion last year, and he averaged something like 50, 52 passes a game. Um, so he was, I think he was, if I'm not mistaken, he was the most uh, prolific passer in the entire USL last year. Um, so it was, and towards the end of the season, there was a, a stretch where we didn't have him that was was evident, obviously. Mm-hmm. So looking at his stats, um, I mean, they're very comparable Um but it's nice because we're going to have a little bit of a – it looks like George is a little more of an aerial threat, which will be nice. Um, and he's a lot more of an enforcer in the midfield too. Hmm. I guess fouls conceded in yellow cards. Um, but he's got almost double the duels won and, uh, and tackles one and things like that compared to Davidson. Um, so he's not really going to offer a whole lot as far as attacking uh, goes. But it seems like we're getting a really good replacement or – pseudo replacement for June Marquis Davidson. So it's exciting. Um, yeah. Definitely helps when you have a bunch of guys leave and then, you know, the guys that come back or, or the ones that you bring in to replace kind of are also equally as exciting or maybe more so in, in some ways um, for, for sure. Hmm. And then, uh, and then the other big one, um, as they'd like to stylistically be called capital ATL capital UTD two, or as we all know them, just, Lanny United too, uh, signed uh, AJ Crocker and Diego Lopez, Jack Metcalf, and Joseph Samuel to their roster. Uh, it's a strange mix of guys. AJ Cochran, a, a longtime uh, St. Louis center back who's got uh, tons of experience and actually a 
friend of the program and, and Western Conference host uh, now, Phil Grooms, did a, a pretty good interview with AJ last week, kind of about why he made the jump and, and things like that um, over on St. Louis Soccer Report. But, uh, you know, and then you have Yosef, who's 20 or 19 and was a Bethlehem Steel guy last year. Uh, I'm not too familiar with Metcalf or Lopez, but it's a, it's an interesting blend of people. It'll be interesting to see how they build that team. Um, they have a, a couple weird things where they have, you know, Mitch Hildebrandt's on their roster, as is Alec Kahn, who are two guys that I'm sure would love to get some USL minutes. Um, so I guess overall, gentlemen, in, in general, how do we feel about Atlanta United 2? Um, and, and then more so about these four guys joining the uh, the ranks. Uh, really, uh, the only thing I've got to say on it is uh, it's the official name is Two Knighted, and I will not hear yes. any comments. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah I mean, I think it's, it's interesting to see how their roster is going to come back together because, I mean, you got, I guess, Cochran is going to be a pretty stable guy in the center back position. Uh, Metcalf, who on our roster last year officially i guess i know he trained with the team last year and he played a pretty decent amount the year before um he's more of a a fullback and i want to say he can play some uh central midfield as well pretty good talent i'd say um it'll be interesting to see if he makes the a consistent starting 11 to be honest with you but Mm. it's a good signing nonetheless um and joseph samuel i remember him being pretty entertaining uh at times for the for the steel, I know you'd probably know more about him than me, of course. But uh, but yeah, yeah. So Yosef uh, was a weird case, and then you know he was a guy that, that didn't um, go to college, obviously, and you know thought his his career professionally was was ready to start, and so it, it did. Uh, you know, not bad by by any stretch, um, and you know, I I definitely think. Unlike a Cochran, maybe where where Cochran, you know, kind of feels like he's on a this is your year to prove we should give you an MLS contract kind of thing. Um, I think Samuel's definitely a guy that needs some more development, um, but he is, you know, back in kind of his his hometown, so to speak, in Atlanta, um, where he actually, you know, immigrated into the country from from Ethiopia uh, when he was like ten, I believe. So uh, I'm, I'm, you know, a super nice guy uh, or, or kid even. Cause I can call him that cause I'm older than he is. So yeah. Uh, and definitely, you know, looking forward to see him when they come back up, but you know, uh, we shall see. I, I think, you know, they, they definitely have the staff in place to develop a guy like that. Um, I think more so than the union did. And, and that's not because I think the union coaching staff are bad at developing players, but I mean, you look at the guys in Atlanta and it's, you know, um, uh, and I can't think of any, other, but you know, Tata Martinez is there. And then um, this is, it's bothering me. Men's National. Oh, it's their GM. This sucks. Someone help. Uh, right on the tip of my tongue. Wow. Uh... Oh, man. Oh, it's there. And you wanted to. And you want to do this live so people can watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want someone <laughs> to, to feel this pain right here, is, is how bad it takes me to figure out. Um, uh, oh my God, Bocanegra! Yeah, Carlos Bocanegra. Thank you. Good Lord, if you if you felt that was uncomfortable listening to the podcast, <laughs> you're right. That was rough. Anyway, but yeah, I mean they have you know they have a really great coaching staff down there, and I'm really excited. I'm going to stop talking. Uh, Tom, Tom, do you have anything on the uh, the Atlanta guys? Uh, no, little, I can I can southeast. tell. 
I can tell they're a two team because they have a two on the logo. That's it's true. It's true. <laughs> hey, hey, but listen, they put a railroad spike through that, so you know that they're different. That's right. Uh, uh, what uh, I uh, the, the word actually now the words escaping me. I, I made a Good. joke about the uh, medical the worms on the thing. I said it, it's an embarrassment to the medical profession because of mm. that logo. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much the extent of my knowledge. So I apologize for that. No, you're right. You're right. It's fine. I and it's one of those things where like you know I know. Um, to make this about myself. Uh, but uh, Bethlehem's first practice that was open was, was today. Um, and they have, you know, the USL guys. I think they had like four trials. Um, and that's just kind of how that works now. Um, you know, you, you bring in guys that you think can get a, an MLS deal. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, you know, and, and then you have your kind of academy kids and your guys that their ceiling is USL, but they like to develop players. So they, they hang out. Uh, that being said, a little bit of an, an ad break. I just need to, to remind everybody. Uh, one, we're sponsored by Soccer Loco. So what you can do, uh, go to the USLshow.com. Up at the top and the right, there's a, there's a blue, it's a logo. It's a Soccer Loco on it. If you click that, anything you buy, whether it be you know the new Barcelona kit or a pair of cleats or um, I don't know if you want a Kyle Laren Orlando City kit now, feel free. Uh, we get a cut of that. So, you know, just so you know, keep in mind, if you're like, I really miss Kyle Laren, <laughs> go out and, and grab his grab his jersey. It, even if there's a Basique, this one there, we'll get a cut of that too. <laughs> uh, also, I just want to point out selfishly that we have a Patreon. So if you, for whatever reason, want to financially back us in any way, shape, or form, you can do that. Uh, Patreon.com backslash the USL show. Also a link right underneath the Soccer Loco one that takes you there. Uh, gentlemen, I didn't bring you on the show um, to talk about news that you don't really know a whole lot about and to listen to me read an ad. I brought you here because, for better or for worse, I think you know a good bit about the teams that you follow. So we're going to talk about them. Uh, I suppose starting with the reigning and defending USL champions, Louisville City. Tom, for people that don't know, or for people that maybe don't want to know more tell us more what's what's kind of the what's the, the hot and fresh scenes going on in louisville and and how were things last year other than really good uh, yeah <laughs> uh a, a lot of folks uh we have a saying down here in joc james o'connor we trust um a lot of moves this off season in the usl and a lot of folks in louisville were like what about us you know we're, what moves are we making and uh, another contingent of us said why should we make moves? We seem to be doing okay, uh, but uh, we did we did have some moves. Um, uh, sticking with that three four three, I would imagine we flirted with some other uh, formations last year, and on those occasions they didn't seem to work out too well for us. So we seem to be sticking with that particular model. Uh, but uh, eighteen wins, six losses, and eight draws ain't too shabby. And then how it turned out in the postseason, of course, nobody's going to complain down here. Yeah, but uh, what, uh, what happened with that one? I don't know. You guys want yeah, a thing? Apparently, mm. there's this cup, Okay, and uh, we won it. Uh, but uh, I, gotta, I still haven't gotten on the horn with Brian Weigel or any of those guys because they still haven't put the star on our logo on their schedule. So I think that's... Ooh, yikes. Come on, boys. We got to get on that. But... Uh, uh, we did, and we'll talk about it more when we get to that particular question, but uh, definitely um, move-wise, we, we lost Mark Anthony K today, mm -hmm. uh, but we, we picked up uh, Pat McMahon from 
FC Cincy. So, uh, uh, we did need to restock that back line. Uh, we lost Sean Reynolds to St. Louis. Uh, uh, we'll get to see him during the preseason, but uh, we, we'll get to see him during the regular season, as you guys mentioned. They mm-hmm. got snuck back out west again. Uh, but uh, other moves, Chris Hubbard, uh, we needed a third GK from uh, – he went to University of Notre Dame. We picked him up. Uh, the big one, uh, a fan favorite here is Magnus Rasmussen. He's uh, from Denmark. He went back to Denmark for a year, and we brought him back. So uh, he actually posted today a picture of him from 35,000 feet over the Atlantic. So he's headed <laughs> back here. Uh, and then uh, uh, the name that I have phonetically spelled in my notes, uh, Alexi Zouahi, mm. uh, who has played uh, his entire life at Bowling Green State University. Uh, in fact, they picked him up at age three, and he played from then on. But uh, Thank that, you. It, it would seem like that because – uh, he played his uh, NCAA career. He only sat on the bench for 30 seconds in his four years, as uh, you know, and, and served as captain. So this guy's an Iron Man, as they say. He he knows what the heck he's doing. Uh, a lot of questions around him are, you know, what's he going to be like coming straight out of college? But mm-hmm. uh, uh, we got a lot of young guys. Like I talked about, Young Harris uh, uh, brought a lot of our products. So looking forward to that. Um, but. Uh, I mean, the main thing is now we've got two products at FC Cincy. Luke Spencer did an amazing job last year for us, and now we got Pat McMahon, uh, Pat McMahon on the on the backside uh, doing his job as a defender. Uh, but uh, things we're looking forward to, things to watch out for. I got my eyes on Speedy Williams. He played for like 83 minutes against uh, South Korea today. Yep. Uh, but uh, uh, he's he's an amazing guy. He creates so much just watching him work. Uh, just like my one of my personal favorites on the squad, Oscar Jimenez, both of them just watching their hustle uh, and the way they make things, uh, they create opportunities. It's so great. But I got my eyes on Speedy because in, in that spot, in that uh, midfield area, we don't have a lot going on in terms of backup. So the questions from our side is, uh, and uh, big old props and credit to Taylor Sorrells, who is our editor-in-chief of the blog and primary uh, when he's not, ducking out on me uh, host of <laughs> barrel proof fc but uh taylor does a great job of breaking these th- things down and analyzing him and that's what he was calling out was you know with speedy gets called up which he most more than likely is considering mm-hmm. he played 83 today yep. uh, what are we going to do in that particular area so we're perhaps looking to maybe get another signing there uh and then the rest of it is uh what do we do this year uh, are we going to be able to repeat we all hope so of course uh are we going to be able to make a deeper U.S. Open Cup run than we have had success with in the past? Certainly hope so. Got our eyes on the supporter shield. Uh, I know that's, you know, West versus East. It's a little bit weird how it works, but it's just another target to set your sights on. Uh, and then, of course, uh, we get to mess around with Nashville for one year, apparently. Uh, but the, <laughs> yeah. uh, we've, uh, the, the Derby, we decided uh, I, I can never find the guy who actually came up with it originally, but uh, sour mash soccer bash is our, our Ooh, very, good. So very good very very good yeah very good. Uh, i'm very proud of that i'm proud of all our supporters but they come up with some good stuff and that was one of them uh indy 11 coming in is uh, a new old rivalry because uh, we used to always meet them in the u.s open cup uh just because how things worked out and uh they're only an hour half hour 45 minutes away really excited about playing and matching uh lucas oil stadium it's going to be very unique uh, and then, of course, those other dudes uh, that are also somewhat north of us who 
I don't know what their problem is, but uh, <laughs> uh, we we meet FC Cincy three times. Uh, it's because we, you get along so well is that they keep scheduling oh, you guys to play each other three times a year. We get along famously. Everybody Swimmingly. loves one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, now nah, it's good. Uh, we're, we'll go up there twice, and then uh, they'll come down here in September. And last year we had an amazing – we normally do our tailgate and all that stuff, right, uh, For as a regular thing. But uh, this year – or last year we had a big block party, like a special event when since it came – and uh, it was a good deal. The only thing that made me more than happy than anything else is obviously when Cin- uh, Cincinnati comes, we usually uh, have our highest attendance. But the uh, championship match against Swope Park, we set the all-time Slugger Field attendance record. So now I can say, hey, we did it without you. So take that. But uh, uh, it's totally petty. It's a terrible uh, rivalry. <laughs> it's everybody... Everybody just wants to poke and prod all the time. Uh, Tom, to, yeah. I'm 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 going to be honest, um, and then we'll we'll open the floor up if Ben and and Matt have any more questions. I'm glad someone finally called it petty, so now I feel that I have free reign to do so. Um, because I I I don't have bad interactions with either of your fan bases, and then you guys talk to each other, and I get really uncomfortable. Right, <laughs> I think that's exactly right, and yeah. uh, we I mean generally. I think we get along pretty dang well with everyone right. else in the USL, yeah. but it's that whole thing, and I'm not sure what it is, and it, it gets my goat. It's the color and, schemes, they clash too much. Yeah, I think that's it. But that's for me, good. for me, it's terrible because growing up in Kentucky, you're either a University of Kentucky or a University of Louisville fan, and I'm a Louisville fan, and so now I have two mm. different rivalries that are just as annoying as each other so i'm like how is my luck this good that i just get this constant but uh now nah, i mean honestly we do have a really uh, a lot of good relationships with individuals in the uh, dnnstadt or as i call them dnnstadt i don't know why i started doing that but uh, uh dnnstadt i'm glad you pride. did yeah there you go uh, that's mm-hmm. my present to you thank you uh but uh yeah i'm well free uh happy thanks for letting me kind of blab there about everything but uh no free to no entertain worries. any questions about what you guys think we got coming up this year uh you kind of mentioned earlier we talked about it on our show uh either last week or the week before uh sticking with a lot of the players that you had that won the championship uh how do you personally come down in that is it was it a good idea or do you think you should have looked to improve in some areas uh, the main concern for me is not necessarily improving in some areas obviously we didn't renew the co- uh, contracts on a few guys and, uh, I mean, we've formed such close relationships with these players that we're always sad to see them go. But certainly there were some uh, components of that, th- those positions that we needed some work on, uh, especially like uh, we signed Pat McMahon and Alex Wahi and got that uh, defensive back line stocked up a little bit better. But uh, my main thing is, personally, I say, look, James O'Connor has seemed to have uh, a magic hand in whatever he does. I'm willing to trust the guy on a lot of things. And considering the fact that he brought what he had to a championship, I'm like, you know what? If you're not wanting to make all these moves, that's fine by me. I'm not going to complain about it. But again, just like I mentioned, is that uh, there's a couple areas where we seem like we're thin. And with the talent that we've got on the squad and the opportunities they have for call-ups, either to the MLS or to international play, it kind of makes you worry a little bit of like what happens, how do we fill those uh, positions. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you got to figure he's maybe a guy who's not in a, a solid of a position as he is, who's not coming off a, a championship winning season, might want to make moves to to do that. But he's you know he's probably got a, a 
some leverage there with the with his accomplishments that he can take a risk and if it doesn't work out it's not like he's thrown out the uh, front door certainly and his big thing and and when you get to know him and watch him and how he interacts with his uh players is it's not just about the product on the pitch it's about how they interact with uh, with each other in terms of like a familial relationship brothers in arms type thing he's got a very strict way of uh, keeping them together and keeping them on the same squad and not just uh, physically, but emotionally. Uh, and so once he gets a formula that works, I don't blame him for not screwing with it. Sounds good. Ben? Uh, first of all, Magnus Rasmussen has got to be the best name in the USL right it's now. It's really good, right? right? It's really good. Yeah, which um, I, I, I <clears throat> always, we always think of the uh, old on ESPN, the strongest man competitions magnus ver magnuson but now we got magnus rasmussen but... yeah so wait can can magnus rasmussen move a move an entire like 18 wheeler do we know can we find we need to find out he throws we entire kegs yeah he throws entire kegs and lifts uh deadlifts women yep. in buckets and stuff like that so yeah yeah pick up children when he scores goals <laughs> right. uh, he's a fan favorite we're really happy to have him back uh so i'm glad i'll be glad to see him Ben, I apologize. Sorry. No, that's that's essentially where that needed to go for the. Okay, great, good. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, is there any concern that you didn't, or like a? I guess you said the defenders are kind of like a, I guess a an area issue or issue of concern there. But is there any? Let's go with not bringing players back or who you may want to add as far as a midfielder, defender, forward, uh, before the season starts. I, I think definitely. Uh, uh, Midfielder is uh, midfield is where we're we as supporters are focused in terms of like oh yeah we we have some minor concerns about how things are going to go there not in terms of the talent that we have or don't have it's just that it seems thin maybe there's a couple spots we need some backup in and the question is is like uh, you know Alex Wahi talking about being a defender can those guys kind of pop up if needed to fill those positions. And, you know, he's, he's fresh out of college. Who knows? Now, Pat McMahon, he's a journeyman. He's been around, done his thing. Uh, but the question will be, and like he's, you kind of said, it's, it's early yet, and we're all going to find out once the preseason gets rolling along. But, uh, uh, yeah, we definitely are like, well, you know, we're not worried, but we're like, okay, we can see some spots that definitely need some work. Right on. Makes sense. Right on. Moving on. Uh, Matt. Tell me, tell me about the Tampa Bay Rowdies. Uh, it's been uh, an interesting offseason after the first season in USL. We were kind of wondering how they were going to... First of all, we were wondering last year at this time coming in, what's the team going to look like? There was all kind of rumors everyone's going to be gone. You know, There's no way Joe Cole's going to step on the field in USL. And hmm. uh, they held the team pretty much together coming up from NASL and added a, a few new players. Uh, there's a little more turnover this year, but despite some people's beliefs on Twitter, the uh, dismantling of the Rowdies is highly exaggerated. And I actually feel pretty good about everything uh, that we've been up doing. Uh, so last year, of course, was our first year in uh, USL. Started out pretty good and uh, in, in, in typical Rowdies fashion, hit a stretch of eight or nine games without a win. Uh, pulled it together at the end and uh, snuck into the playoffs for the the first time in any league since we won the NASL championship in 2012. Uh, third place Eastern Conference, finished 14-11-7 uh, and seven on the year. 
beat Cincinnati in the first round, which I know made a lot of people happy, uh, and got knocked out by uh, the Baby Bulls in round two, which mm. let's not talk about that. Okay. Uh, Stu Campbell is coming back for his third full year as head coach, took over in uh, 2015 about eh, halfway, three quarters, two thirds, whatever the way through. Uh had a good year last year. Said uh, we had team records in uh, like regular season wins, uh, goals scored. Uh, I think even fewest goals against in a, in a while too. Uh, but he's been the guy. He's been with the club. He came over in 2012, played on that championship winning team uh, as a uh, as a defender, and then uh, transitioned into the coaching staff as a uh, an assistant, and uh, eventually as a head coach. When uh, Tom is wrong, Tom. Wow, there I go. You got it. It's right there. Thomas Rangan uh, was dismissed. Um, so we've kept, uh, we've got 22 guys on the roster right now, including today's signing. And I, I think uh, there may be one more. Maybe there's a trialist or something we see in preseason. Uh, the only real big moves, uh, at least that have been formally announced, there's other guys out there that have not announced what's, what they're doing, but I'm mm-hmm. uh, pretty sure they're all moving on. Uh, Matt Pickens. Uh, who has been, you know, we, we signed him from uh, Colorado in uh, the year that our, our keeper went down in like the second preseason game uh, and has been a, a huge fan favorite, had hit 100 appearances last year, uh, not in one season because that's impossible, uh, but moved on to Nashville. Unless uh, you count pickup games. Well, you know, we're magical like that. They're, they're, yeah. Yeah, what if, you know, scrimmages uh, sometimes. I mean, like he's he's shown up at a hundred places throughout the year. Just about. Actually, you know? down here by me, I ran into him like two years ago, the day after we once again didn't make the off season at like a a local pumpkin festival, uh, and he just kind of gave yeah. me a nod, and I felt very cool for a few minutes, and then I realized that I was at a pumpkin festival, and I didn't feel cool anymore. Uh, I, I'm sorry. Is there something uncool about pumpkins, Matt? Uh. No, but you can you can check them with catapults. This yeah, is true, right? <laughs> I I loved watching that on TV. By the way, I'm really mad they don't do that. Uh, they don't record it and televise it anymore. The, the good old pumpkin. <laughs> See, and and now we actually got to your problem with pumpkins. It's not with pumpkins. <laughs> it's that they don't televise them being catapulted anymore. Yes, I'm, I'm, <laughs> we've had a breakthrough today, Matt. I'm glad you're here. At my age, it's the most I can. Do. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But uh, so Pickens went to Nashville. Uh, Martin Patterson popped up in uh, India a week or so ago, and in typical Martin Patterson fashion, if you remember, he came on one game last year uh, at Toronto FC two and scored in about thirteen seconds. Uh, he flew uh, from, I, I'm going to guess, the United States to India, got off the plane, had one training session, and then scored uh, the only goal for his team before halftime in the first game. Uh, very cool guy, very intense, a lot of fun to watch. We're going to miss him, but I think we've got some some replacements in uh, stats-wise and also uh, uh, personality-wise. Uh, so I'm just going to run through uh, the roster and the re-signings and the new signings and stuff. Uh, Joe Cole, Marcel Schaefer, probably the two biggest names uh, are back. Uh, Matt Pickens has been replaced by, it'll either be Cody Mizell or Akira Fitzgerald. I kind of think it'll be Cody Mizell, and I yeah. think that's pretty good. Uh, replacement. Uh, Cody was here a couple years ago and 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 didn't do great, but left and uh, I know had uh, some good times up in uh, Charlotte and is coming back and we're glad to have him. Uh, 
but honestly, Akira Fitzgerald could start for how many clubs does USL have now in plus nine thousand? Yeah, could probably start for two thirds of them. Great, uh, including this one. He started actually started <laughs> last year when Pickens was hurt uh, and posted three straight wins at first, and then uh, got injured at, uh, in Louisville. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that's that pitcher's mound that did him in. Yeah, that Wayne Estenopal uh, custom-designed pitcher's mound. Yeah. That that dude is actually making money off of that patent now, believe it or not, because they're using Good it man. Yeah. Cool. Uh, but as far as our, our, our kind of uh, signings, I, there's no big names coming in this year. We went uh, we went young, but guys that have had experience in the league and have had success in the league, uh, a couple guys uh, from Red Bull New York, a couple guys from uh, Real Monarchs, mm-hmm. Uh, we re-signed a couple guys I didn't think we were going to, and Leo Fernandez and Hunter Gorski came back. Uh, we picked them up earlier in last season from uh, the Cosmos, and they were both. Well, Leo got hurt halfway, you know, about halfway through the year, but is apparently back and ready to go. Uh, Hunter, in addition to having gorgeous hair, uh, mm. has a head for the goal as well, which was uh, nice to have. Um, but probably. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm counting Mizell as the uh, the big signing, just because he's the one most likely to step into the key spot, uh, replacing uh, Pickens, who is probably the 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 most important player who left in the off season. Uh, as far as guys to keep an eye on, uh, Alex Morell, we signed him as a, 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 a I think as a trialist last year, uh, has quickly become a, a fan favorite, and we've got we've got two kids on the roster now. Uh, between Alex and Kyle Karinga, who, uh, as teenagers, used to watch the Rowdies in the stadium. So it's kind of neat to have a couple uh, homegrown connections. But uh, Morell's a lot of fun, and, and, and I might be just throwing it out there because he actually likes to come on the podcast and his mom listens. And we uh, have him on there, so I, I may be a little biased, but uh, I think he'll get some more time this year, and I think he'll be uh, impressive. I, I was honestly worried we might lose him in the offseason to uh, MLS. Hmm hasn't happened yet but wouldn't surprise me if something happens this year if he gets the uh the amount of playing time that i think he will uh you know really our our kind of one rival last year kind of was orlando city b just because it's orlando like and you did so well that you killed them i know like (laughs) the team because we uh because we beat them uh twice and and drew once and it's they just shut down the whole operation uh, well, I mean that. Well, that that part of it. Well, and now that Kyle Lahren left the main team, I mean it's. Well, they do have Justin. Mer- well, hmm. but Jerry's also, out. Jerry's uh, out. So that's you know still enough to to dislike about Orlando. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was kind of you know kind of the one rival, even though it wasn't really the same thing as as playing the big team. Uh, and now, like if you look at the uh, the Eastern Conference map, it's kind of like the rest of the conference is telling the Rowdies that we can't sit with them. No. we're just kind of isolated. There, there's Atlanta United's really or two United is the uh, the closest, but we get them like in a midweek. Uh, but as far as like my opinion, the games I look forward to, the games, the, the teams I kind of consider the rivals based off last year, uh, Cincinnati, just because number one, they're Cincinnati, but. Going back to when we were still in NASL, we knocked them out of the Open Cup that year before they made the Open Cup all about themselves. Mm. Uh, we got them into the playoffs on the last weekend and then knocked them out the next weekend last year. Uh, they're going to be our first preseason game in about two weeks. 
uh, and the uh, the Cincy Soccer Talk guys are going to be down here. We're going to do a live show after the game uh, from a bar, which is, I'm sure, a great idea. We're going to make a drink, though. Uh, what can go do wrong? you need me to come down and moderate slash drink in excess? <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, great. Happy to, to do that. Yeah. Uh, Charleston uh, was the only team to beat us at home last year, and they beat us. Uh, we had it was one of our three game swings last year. We played them three times. Uh, they beat us here. They beat us there, and then we got a win over them at the end of the year when we needed it. Uh, and that's a road trip that a lot of guys had fun on last year and are looking forward to hmm. uh, again this year. Uh, Bethlehem. Hello. Just the uh, sake of what was like two games in about a week. And yes. It got a little chippy. Yeah, and, we uh we didn't like each other a whole lot. That was yeah, weird. Well, a couple guys got hurt, and uh, you yeah, know, we, we uh, actually I, I, funny story, and I'm glad you brought us up because now I have a natural segue. Apparently, the uh, the spray paint y'all use ruined two of our jerseys. The spray paint for what? From the from the turf. I, I think that might have been a preseason thing last year, but it, oh, okay. I was I was informed today that it ruined two jerseys. Uh, so I have to talk because I know one of the groundskeeper guys. Well, now he's a former groundskeeper guy, but I knew one of the guys that that worked on the the field last year, and I had never heard about them using spray paint out there. I know there's we used a helicopter one time, but I don't remember the spray. Paint. <laughs> Okay. Before they got okay. the drinkage settled when they when they converted it from a baseball field to a. a soccer field. <laughs> uh, but yeah, things got a little chippy. I I was just reminded. I have a piece of audio. I I, I could have pulled it up and played it. Uh, we talked to Stu Campbell right near the end of the regular season. I think it was after after the return game here, and said, uh, "Stu, you wanna you wanna meet up with these guys again in the playoffs?" And he just he gives you a look, and you feel like you're going to explode. Hmm. He just said yes in his uh, very uh, British accent. See, and that's funny because I knew a, I knew an Irishman that very much wanted to meet you guys in the playoffs as well. So I, well, I think the feeling is mutual. It'd be, it'd be interesting. We'll see, see if they cooled off at all over the over the off season. I'm sure they both had time to go home, but that'll be. Uh, I'll, I'll keep my eye out. Uh, and I'm looking forward to uh, having Indy and uh, and North Carolina FC. Yeah. Mad that we can't yell what's a, what the heck's a railhawk at them anymore. Uh, <laughs> But I'm 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 going to try to arrange because uh, Indy and Cincinnati away for us is in the middle of my summer vacation. I'm going to try and make that trip. Uh, Louisville, I was going to try and come to you, but because I'm going to be like in Chattanooga the weekend before the game. Uh, but I don't think I'm going to be able to make it there, unfortunately. Uh, and I just found out today that I might get to go to Charlotte away this summer as well, too. So we'll find out. The traveling Matt Cox, everybody. Uh, gentlemen, I mean, hey, I didn't get to do road games, and we don't have that many uh, options anymore. We used to have Jacksonville and Fort Lauderdale, Miami. It's true. Now we got nothing. Uh, gentlemen, any questions for Matt regarding the uh, the rowdies? What's the TIFO game going to be like this year? Hey, ooh, that's important. It's going to be good. I mean, I don't think we ever like thrown it out there. Like the the main crew that works on this are like professional artists to begin with so their ability is uh, is excellent but uh i'm looking forward to see what we have this year we are too uh, with mad respect yeah the uh, the mob city one i i saw i heard about it maybe about like a month before and it was like i don't know if they're gonna pull it off my favorite part of that and it's you kind of have to peek close to see it but the uh the pelican is carrying a pistol mm. <laughs> 
got it out there. In its own. That's that's beautiful. Let's let's uh, slap some violence onto our uh, uh, our kid friendly mascot, which I love. That's fantastic. No, my only other comment is: anytime you want to beat Cincinnati in the playoffs, I'm more than happy to support you in that. So I think we can all back that here. Um, yep. Look, we we aim to please. Uh, we are the people's club. So. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, anyone that employs my full-grown adult son and now dad, Leo Fernandez, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm here for it. He's he's a good dude. Ben, anything for uh, anything for for Matt? Uh, the first thing I'd like to say is, how dare you steal Mizell from us? Uh, I just wanted to get that out there. Yeah, we're just bringing him back. We'll look at it that way. That's I, yeah. I guess it was he was almost like on on a loan. Yeah, it was Airport. a permanent loan, and, and now it's over. Yeah. He was yeah, a uh, agent undercover Cody Mizell. Mm. Oh, okay. So Whoa. he was just stealing. Frankie Muniz played him for a little bit. It was great. <laughs> you should have. <laughs> no, there is kind of a resemblance. Yeah, there is in a way, it's, if you think about weird. it. Yeah. I don't. We can stop now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think it's. I, I'm really interested to see how that roster is going to come together uh, with all the different pieces that you brought together. I mean, ceiling for the rowdies are this morning what, what do you think the expectations are i guess uh i you know we were we were happy to i was kind of happy to get in the playoffs and, and kind of finish where we were i thought it was it was fair last year uh as far as like watching him this year I, i'm interested of course to see how we do i feel like this is the best mix we've got of kind of veteran uh and and young talent and and the one thing we've talked about is even you know, we're bringing in a lot of guys who are 25, 24 in there, but it's guys who have played professionally in some cases for four or five years and uh, have have had a certain level of success at the clubs they're at. So uh, it's kind of a good atmosphere uh, for some of them coming in, I think. Um, and I want to see how Cincinnati does, because Cincinnati's doing the thing that we used to do in NASL, which was go sign everybody that was really good the year before uh, and see what happens. And never worked out for us not to say that it can't for cincinnati but uh, i'm interested to see if they can pull it off um but i uh, you know i the goal is, is is still to to get the uh get that cup and not get beaten by a b team is after we complained about them all year oh hey <laughs> that was unnecessary sir and they're not b teams that one folded it's mls two sides thank you um Hey, hey, Ben. Hey, you've been you've been lovely and, and patiently waiting. Have been, yeah. You uh, you're on a podcast called Talking Jacks, which is not about the cereal. Ooh, or, that would be a good podcast, though. It would, it, it would be probably better than anything we've come up with collectively. <laughs> or uh, so I may need to throw that by uh, Alex. The I, yeah, I think you guys need to. You can rebrand. It's early. <laughs> so just become a become a podcast about Apple Jacks the cereal, or about the uh, the cards in in the deck. Uh, but it's about the the uh, the Charlotte sure. Independence. Play cards, uh, cereal, yeah. and it'd be a great show right there. Yeah, I yeah. So really, we should just do that. Uh, but no, please enlighten us about the uh, the the Jacks, as it were. Yeah. So last year was a bit of a roller coaster. Um, we went into the season not really having a forward at all. Um, and everyone was terrified of how we were going to score goals and the occurring theme throughout the beginning of the season. Um, we had missed a couple of players due to injury. We, we didn't have Enzo, I think, until the third or fourth game. Suspension and then an injury. 
which was really telling for our offense. Um, and we kind of had to figure out who we were. Um, middle part of the season, uh, we uh, went on a, what we have affectionately called a hashtag beatless, mm. um, where we, I think it was a dozen games, we didn't lose a match. Um, and a lot of them were, were wins as well. Um, so we were, expectations were through the roof. Um, but it's kind of been a theme for us. Um, for those that don't know, um, we've, the, I think the first year we had a, a, a smaller stretch uh, where we didn't lose a game. But uh, the year before, um, or the, our second year, I guess you could say, we, um, we had another stretch of, of 12 games where we, in the middle of the season, where we um, didn't lose a game. Um, but I say that to say that towards the end of the season, uh, both our second year and this last year, we um, had kind of fallen off. Um, I don't remember how many games we lost in a row <laughs> to end the season just because there were so many of them. Um, and it, it was really frustrating. Um, there was a lot of, a lot of just annoyances with the, the last part of the season there. Um, and of course we capped it off with a, a loss in Rochester, which we do uh, annually. Um, we won't do that this year. Thank God. Yeah. I was going to uh, say the good news yeah. uh, is that you won't have to. Um, exactly. The bad news is, is the reason why that's happening. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, it's, but that's kind of like, it's a good and bad situation where I feel bad for the Rhino. <laughs> you were the only team that were like, yeah. <laughs> yeah hey, we're <laughs> to ourselves. Dead. I love it. <laughs> yes. Um, so we don't have to deal with that luckily. Um, so that's, that's an exciting part. I mean, we, we play a really wide open style, honestly. Um, and we, our fullbacks will, will normally be ahead in an attack and put crosses in and, um, a lot of the ball, uh, which for better or for worse. Uh, I mean, we've had games where we had, I think 60, 65% of the possession and then either didn't score or didn't win regardless. We didn't win. So, uh, It'll be interesting to see. I think we're, we'll stay with what we do is like a four, two, I think three, one. I can't remember the rest of it. But, uh, but yeah, we have a, a pretty wide open game, too. Um, a lot of the offseason has been uh, losing players, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, losing Mizell. Uh, we surprisingly lost Austin Yearwood, who was our one of our fullbacks. Um, Who's who's always really good. He's a young guy too, and he's he had um, Charlotte Eagles experience in the PDL. Um, we were all I was at least pretty surprised by that loss to the kickers. Um, we also lost Callum Ross, who was a rookie last year, but I, I don't even think you could really tell he was a rookie. He was one of our one of our better players in the midfield and played a, a lot of minutes. Um, Cody Mizell, of course, though is is going to be really difficult to replace. Um, and then, of course, Lewis Hilton, like we talked about previously, he's he's going to be really tough to replace as well just with the different uh, aspects of the game that he brings, especially considering our style of play um, in the midfield. But, I mean, luckily, we, we still have roughly half a roster. Um, I mean, who needs a bench, really? I mean, we, I don't think we need one. Yeah, I didn't, I mean, no. Yeah. yeah. We'll just fill it in with some supporters, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, or some children. Um, we'll we'll take Bethlehem's uh, uh, strategy. We'll just throw some kids on some children, and they'll feel bad for them. You're gonna throw kids um, on other kids and tie them like <laughs> like a like a weird like Mighty Morphin Power Rangers kind of vibe. <laughs> yes, our powers combined yeah, for sure. Um, 
Don't talk bad about my teenagers. They will beat you if you if you uh, neglect them. I probably shouldn't talk smack at all. I've learned it's my karma, lesson. right? Yeah, yeah I, and I have a bad history of of saying something and then it will uh, come back to bite me. Um, mm-hmm. Part is the players that we have signed are all quality. I mean, we we brought back Enzo and Alex, who as much as the probably league-wide uh, perception of them is that they're hotheads and they're um, very uh, complaining, maybe. Uh, yeah. it, it's, it's a passion. I mean, it, I can see from – I can probably understand from an outside perspective that they're a little particular players, uh, but they're fan favorites of ours. Um, they're, they're local kids as well, um, or adults. They're, they're my age. I can't call them kids. Um, but, <laughs> but we also got Joel Johnson, who honestly I was surprised we brought back. He he's got exceptional speed on the on as a fullback, passer as well. But he's he's really good defending as well. He's not just an attacking fullback at that. The ageless wonder Jorge Herrera, um, who's I think thirty seven years young. Um, he is a, as a fine wine. He ages. Uh, and then of course we brought back Donnie Smith, who was has been with us a couple times as a loanee from uh, the New England Revolution. Um, and then we brought Kevin George, who's that new signing we talked about. And just today, another signing we got, uh, Bilal Duckett, who's been our captain the last two years, if I'm not mistaken, backs, which is really good. He's he's a, fa- a fan favorite of ours. Uh, we refer to him as Super Duck. Call him. But that's the the promising thing about our roster right now is we've, we've all brought back quality players. Some people, I, I feel like we're going to get some, some guys in. Honestly, I, I have no idea what this next season is going to bring because I feel like the East has has really risen up. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at Bethlehem, who – were they the the last seed in the East or were they the, the second to last seed in the East that made the playoffs? We were the last seed in the East by our own volition, basically. Yeah, but they're, they're doing really good. I mean, I was even yep. just looking at it, uh, some Ottawa things, and I didn't realize that they signed uh, the Swope Park Rangers coach who's made it to the – Western Conference Finals twice, and I think the USL Cup Finals twice in a row. So that's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I'm really curious to see where we're going to fit in the spectrum of everything there. Um, as long as we finish above Toronto, too, I think. If we're, <laughs> if we're below them, uh, then we will know that we had a bad season. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting season. Um, I think we, I know we have another player signing tomorrow, which will be – exciting um do you do you know who it is can we coordinate I'll, do you know when it's coming out is it one of those things no <laughs> so <laughs> i wish i knew uh we know Fair it will be in the morning that is that is the as much as i can tease all right so uh, uh, potentially by the time you're listening to this it'll already be vaguely out of date because you'll know who that player is and we don't so that's fun the beauty of a podcast well, there you yeah go. we'll just do this tomorrow uh, it'll be great exactly um, we'll just re-record yeah. everything <laughs> yeah, the whole thing. It'll be fun. Um, guys, questions for Ben. Uh, is there any chance that the Martinez brothers will go somewhere else, please? I would like that very much. <laughs> because mm. they seem they seem to be how, able to get our goat every time. Uh, how many fingers does Enzo actually have? Did we... Well, we know he has six knuckles on his left hand. Right. So he's, right. Yeah. It's, uh, there's no telling. I mean, like, I've, no, I've never shook his hand. 
Oh. And I don't know why I'd ever shake his left hand. That'd be weird. Um, but yeah, I've never personally seen how many knuckles are counted. As See, knuckles. that's the that's the conspiracy theory. Like, no, you've never shaken his hand, so we'll never know. Exactly. Like I, I hope he I hope he hears those, Tyenzo, and then just never shakes your hand. Right. <laughs> I would imagine he's also a big Ernest Hemingway fan. Yeah. That's, he's that's gonna kill deep, himself. That's terrible. No, no oh. that's a deep joke about cats. Sorry. Oh, oh. Oh. I was like, wow. I mean, you said you wanted him gone, but Jesus, that's really wow. yeah. That, that would have been an extreme escalation. Permanent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Style. So, no, I sorry. Think Tom I was hit on Enzo Martins. <laughs> <laughs> you Irish want me to read here? all these books at one time? That's too many. I can't that's do right. that. I'll die. I'm gonna stand here while you boys read the whole anthology. Yep. Well, that was lovely. Uh, Matt, anything for, for Ben regarding the independence? Like maybe why they stole the revolution's kit concept oh. last year? Just uh, throwing that out there? So why did you steal the revolution's kit? Hey! <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, this I is guess we could have still thrown our hair, but we didn't. We have a higher budget than a. a I mean, child. for your credit, yeah. it looked better than what they had, so that was weird. Um, yeah, I'll admit to that. At least it wasn't like that weird half co one color, half another color kit they did last. Mm, yes. As long as it wasn't that, I would have been really disappointed. I don't know. I listen. I think there's still time. I'm gonna make a phone call tomorrow. It'll be great. Um, that yeah. player signing. It's actually that kit. It's not even a player. <laughs> um. Anyway, gentlemen, we have a couple Twitter questions. Uh, one is from, from Zachary Dyke, who asked three things, but really it was suggestions. And the answer to all of them is we're working on power rankings right now, actually, the, the core members of the show. Uh, and then the other two are also yes and probably. So there you go. Um, the other Twitter questions we got, one from Cooper Colonel, who, uh, who you know, Tom, I'm sure you're familiar. Talking about Mark Anthony K moving to Los Angeles Football Club, um, or, or as I like to call them, lids. Uh, it, you know, do we think there's more USL guys making the jump to MLS, or is he an anomaly? Now, if if this is like, a, is there more guys making the jump from non MLS affiliates? Um, that's interesting. But I mean, if you look at pretty much the whole reason Red Bull Two and, and Bethlehem Steel exist, it's to put guys in MLS, uh, and they've done that. So. Uh, and, and not only, you know, guys like Derek Jones or Anthony Fontana or Austin Trusty or Matt Rial or Mark McKenzie, uh, you know, but even the guys Bethlehem have brought in, uh, Brandon Allen, Brandon Aubrey, um, Omar Holness, those are guys right now that are on prove-it contracts, and if they perform well, there's no reason they can't turn into can make the jump to the first team. Um, and then the other thing I was thinking of when I when I read this was I think the USL itself is getting younger too, which is really interesting. So I don't think it's an anomaly, um, but it'll many guys make that jump next year at the end of the year. Right, I, I agree. Uh, I don't think it's an anomaly. I think the way we're headed is it's going to be uh, more par for the course here shortly. Mm. Uh, it's one of those situations we talked about it on Barrel Proof tonight. Is uh, uh, you're sad, but you're happy. It's like, that's the whole point of these guys getting into these yep. clubs and working their way through the lower divisions is that's, they want to move up and it's, it would be really dickish of us to be upset about it. But mm -hmm. occasionally we will, we'll exercise that right from time to time. But, uh, in this case, no, we're proud of him. 
Yeah, and I, I think you hit on it too. That it's a sense of pride in that you saw those guys before they they had a chance to make it big or, or Matt went to Schwarm Brown was with you guys for like two minutes and then he moved to DC United because all their strikers got impaled or something. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things where you, you feel really, really happy for those guys. And I think we're all in a position where we get a vaguely personal level um, and, and, you know, to see them have success as players and then, you know, as people is, is really cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm just continuing my tradition. I think I saw Miley Cyrus perform when she was like four years old one time. So that's good. My- that's my thing is watching. So really, if anyone up. comes in contact with you, they're they're on the right path. I am Midas. <laughs> I am the Midas of the USA. Good, good. Yeah, good. but it, it is cool to see them. And, and you know, you, you brought up uh, Deshaun Brown and yes. uh, Damian Lowe, and and these are guys who were were you know established before. Mm-hmm. Uh, before going over, and and then uh, uh, Damian went overseas to Sweden uh, and Norway. And Freddie Adu was on trial with you guys. Now he's with Las Vegas, which is really working out great, apparently. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Um, but even those guys, like they still they still tweet at the team and they're like mm-hmm. they pop up in Instagram comments and they're tweeting at the supporters groups and it's like it, you know, it, it, you hate to see him go because number one, we want guys to score goals here too. Uh, but it is kind of cool to see them like go on and, and still have that kind of connection, even though they really weren't here for too long to begin with. Mm-hmm. Ben thoughts. I would definitely agree with, I guess, the consensus that it's not really a, an apparition. I, I feel like the USL, as much as it's a development league for like the Bethlehem Steels and mm-hmm. the, the Red Bulls too, it's also kind of like a, I guess, reinvigoration type league. Because, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I mean, you look at John O'Coley, um from previous, the year he was the Golden Boot winner. He was playing on a NYCFC team that – he wasn't getting out a whole lot of time, but it's almost like an audition too, which is really exciting. Um, and it, it's really cool to be able to see those players in the league and their development <clears throat> really appreciated, not really being a B team, but in a way being a B team, uh, the independence with the Rapids is having different players that have played with us for a short while. And now they're going to uh, play with the Rapids and doing really well in the MLS or like Marlon Hairston, who has played with us mm-hmm. for a little while in our original uh, season uh, playing for the U.S. men's national team or getting that option there. So it's really cool to see that development of soccer. And I don't know how you can really argue against it um, with soccer in general in, in, in America. I mean, if you're going to be mad about a player developing and, and that kind of thing, then uh, I can't agree with that. So it's exciting, uh, development of soccer and, and talent in general. Yeah. Yeah, and, and then the other thing too, and and you know, from talking to to a, a decent amount of guys, even you know, like Marisa Du, which was crazy, um, but guys that you know play for the union and then come down, and they're just happy to get minutes, mm. which is which I think is a really underrated aspect of why having an MLS two side if you're an MLS club is huge, is because those guys you know otherwise would be on the bench somewhere or. You know, trying to loan guys out domestically is hard, and then you don't have control over guys, and that's how you end up with the guy like Brandon Allen getting loaned out to Minnesota and getting six minutes. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, definitely, you know, uh, a really interesting part of the landscape, and I, I think the more um, USL continues to improve itself, and, and not only just legitimizing itself as a league, but putting guys in national teams. You know, Jamaica had a, a fair amount of, of USL guys in their team last year um, yeah. in the Gold Cup and everything. So, um, 
And then a not so serious uh, question from friend of the show Brian Cook at Soccer with Brian. He does Indy Eleven things. Uh, how much does everyone look forward to playing in Lucas Oil Stadium next year or this year? Um, to which I say, I'll get back to you because I didn't know it was going to happen like you guys didn't know it was happening. So, uh, no, but uh, honestly, um, it's funny because, like, after a lot of guys play at, at Nippert for Cincinnati or, like, against Cincinnati, they'll make it their Twitter profile picture because it looks cool. <laughs> so, like, that'll just happen again. It'll be great. Yeah, it, it really Nippert. is a great place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I mean, with the... I mean the the beautiful skyline of downtown Indianapolis, but the, they got the open window, they got the roof, uh, the the amenities are great. Although that's my question from a you know dude going up there is, I'm used to NFL levels of crowd and amenities. What will the amenities be like during a USL match? But we'll see how it goes. Mm. I'm still excited mm. about it. Well, uh, I, th- I think it's high time we get out of here. So. Um... Tom, where can people find your yourself and your likeness and, and other things that you guys do on the internet? All sorts of places. Uh, Louisville, Louisville Coopers on the Facebook, at Lou Coopers on Twitter, uh, at Barrelproof FC for the podcast side of things with Taylor Sorrells, Brian Davis, and Timothy Clark. And then uh, personally, you can always find me on the Twitter webs at Tom Foolery, F-O-O-L-R-E, Tom Foolery. Mm. Good, good. Uh, Matt, yourself, I, I mean, hopefully people that are familiar with this show are familiar with any substitutes given the, the network affiliation, but continue. I would hope so, and, and obviously the, the uh, unspoken dire need for mental assistance uh, if they're listening to all of us on a regular basis. Uh, yeah, that would be. <laughs> but before I do that, uh, I'm going to shout out to uh, Tom for buying one of our scarves last year. I highly appreciate it. Hey. My pleasure. It's uh, actually, I don't have, uh, this is not a joke, I don't have any of my own Lou City or Cooper scars anymore because I give them all away. I only have uh, competitor scars at this point. <laughs> uh, we're, we're already working on, on this year's and uh, we'll hopefully have them uh, uh, pre-ordered soon. But uh, we got the, uh, our website is theunsubs.com. No, we're not criminals on NCIS. It just, uh, we didn't think about it too much before we made it. You also uh, really don't hate hoagies? No, a uh, big fan, big fan of the Hogan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, at unused subs pod. I'm at unsub underscore Matt. My co-host Dan is uh, at unsub underscore Dan. Uh, yeah, that's cool. us. Ben, your yourself and your and your folks and all y'all's likenesses. All y'all down south. Yeah, right. Um, that was my impression of a southerner. Um, <laughs> But yeah, my uh, Twitter name uh, is Goshorn Benjamin. I will spell my last name because it is silly. G O S H O R N. Benjamin is the normal way of spelling Benjamin. That is my, mm, my Twitter mm. name. Um, you can follow us for all things Charlotte Independence, Talking Jacks without the G. There's no G there. There's no G. That's uh, true. I've seen no, it. There's no G. <clears throat> and also uh, for all things Carolina soccer, uh, which is. All throughout the ranks, PDL, USL, MLS, if we had it, we don't have that, though. Um, soccer Sorry. and Sweet Tea, you can do that as well. We're going to do... No A or D in, in and. Yes, just... A You're a very big fan of chopping letters. words. <laughs> <laughs> Simplicity. Uh, yeah, yeah, We're going to sure. do one E in Sweet, but we felt like that'd be weird, so... That would be a little strange. Yeah. 
but yeah, that's where you can find us on the, the interwebs. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, well, gentlemen, I, I know you all know because I've interacted with you on that Twitter account in many ways. Uh, this show is at the USL show. We are also theuslshow.com, which is where you can find our podcast as well as our Patreon and a link to our sponsor, Soccer Loco. Hi, DK. How are you? Good, good. Uh, and then myself, if you, for whatever reason, like I always say, feel like you need to hear or interact with me more or on a more personal level, at Valella Victor I-L-L-E-L-L-A-B-S-F-C, like Bethlehem Steel Football Club, or Bethlehem, as people like to call it, or Beth Steel, as some other people like to call it. Uh, and then I'm, uh, I'm over on Brotherly Game doing USL-related things there, um, at Brotherly Game on Twitter, or just BrotherlyGame.com. So, uh, gentlemen, thank you for coming. It was a pleasure. Very much thank appreciated. You. Appreciate no, it. No problem, no problem. No problem. Uh, Tom, Matt's stickers will be in the mail shortly for you. That's what happens when you're on the show. I give you a sticker until I run out. Then I order more. Then I give them to the public and other things. That's how that's working. It's great. Uh, so, yeah, definitely uh, look for the next round of Western Conference previews. I don't know who's going to be on it, but I'm sure it's going to be some lovely folks. And on behalf of, uh, of Tom, Matt, and Ben, we'll, uh, we'll catch you guys later. Take care.